Hello, and welcome back to Backbeat Conversations. On this podcast, we like to talk about all the facets of the music industry and bridge the gaps between them. I am your guest host, Bree Autry, and our guest today is Violet Fire. Hi! We're excited to be here. <laughs> I'm excited to host. I'm kind of nervous. Please, uh, excuse any mistakes i may make um also they'll probably be edited out by me (laughs) so um can you guys give our listeners a brief introduction of yourself whoever wants to start so uh i'm stacy mahoney i'm the vocalist of violet fire um i also usually do this uh podcast (laughs) and um that's pretty much i write the lyrics for this this endeavor that's about me for this purpose (laughs) Hi, I am Adrian Hain. I'm the drummer for Violet Fire. Um, I write the drum parts for our music. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Awesome. Hi, I'm Caitlin and I play the guitar. Hi, I'm Grant DeGuzman and I also play the guitar and like <clears throat> maybe the piano sometime. We're not. Uh, yet. <laughs> not yet. Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, great. You have to earn privileges. <laughs> Hello. Um, so I also usually do this podcast and I'm the bassist. So yeah, I I write the bass lines. <laughs> <laughs> so you if each you... write your own respective part. Yes. <laughs> if you want to hear more about me listen to more episodes this is me bullying you into listening to more episodes (laughs) listen to more episodes we actually shameless plug did uh an editor's episode uh so you could check that out you get to meet the crew of backbeat conversations so there you go yo the crew is also all here too yes (laughs) i I get literally all of us are in this yeah yeah Yeah. this is okay really (laughs) self-promotional i know (laughs) and can you guys also give a band introduction so we are violet fire we are a um york pa based heavy rock group with our first single coming out actually the date this podcast airs which is valentine's day it's called hera it's a decidedly on valentine's day type of song awesome uh okay yeah do you want to get fucked listen to Hera (laughs) (laughs) all righty um so how did you guys start playing your instruments if if, uh Stacy would like to start that's a great same order (laughs) well I refused to learn how to read music for a long time and the only instrument you can play for a long time while refusing to read <laughs> is to be the singer. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't need that. Because I was like, I want to be like Lady Gaga. She doesn't know how to read music, which was not true. She did. <laughs> <laughs> and she plays many instruments. So I was misguided in that. Um, I can now read music, but that was the beginning. And then my parents put me in choir. And my mom was like, don't you like choir? And I was like, no. <laughs> she was like, oh, I thought I was doing the right thing. So then she put me in voice lessons and I was like, oh yeah, this is my shit. And that's how I started playing my instrument. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, does Adrian want to go next then? 
So uh, I started drums when I was 10. So that was like uh, almost 12 years ago now. Um, and it's <laughs> sort of like half from me being a video game nerd and half me just like looking up to my dad. So like the video game part, I was like a huge video game nerd back in elementary school. I don't, I don't really play much now because music uh, has taken over my life um but uh rock band so i'd like play rock band and then just get really good at the the drums on you know playing all the songs on expert and all that and then my dad was like hey you should um do what i do and play the real drum set (laughs) so then he started teaching me and then i got like lessons and yeah and then i realized it was my thing and here i am still doing it yeah (laughs) Um, so back, like, I mean, I guess technically originally when I was like nine, I started on the saxophone and I was like, this is fun, but I want to learn to play piano because I know bands that play the piano. And then I learned to play the piano in like seventh grade or something. And it was like, this is cool. And then I think when I was like 14, I was like, okay, piano's cool, but I can't play punk on a piano. So then I learned the guitar and uh, arguably had I learned guitar, had I learned to play something other than punk at very first when I started to learn to play guitar, I might be a little bit better, but um, (laughs) here we are like however many years later, uh, not too much has changed. (laughs) I play more jazz now than I used to, but that's, yeah. yeah. Can we do a five piano punk song? You know, it's because there's five of us. So we're all playing piano and it's a punk song. How many voices do each of us get? Like, do we each get like one finger or do we, are we all using like full, like seven note chords? (laughs) Maybe I would like to play with one finger. (laughs) Maybe like, maybe like one to three. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like. Do we get separate pianos though, or are we all at the same? You're all on one piano. <laughs> no, no, that's, no. That's we get thing. separate pianos. Five piano get... song. You need five pianos to yeah. accomplish that. <laughs> then you'd have to call it a one piano song if we all played the same piano. <laughs> one okay, piano, like... five people. That's like a video. People have done that before where they've all, like, five people played one guitar. It was actually really cool. It's like a oh, YouTube yeah, video. That's true. Yeah. I've seen that. We could. They can do it on like, piano. That's violent fire's real purpose there. We gotta do it. <laughs> we could also I'm do it. I'm talking like five Steinways, like every piano the school has, all of them at once. <laughs> five grand pianos. Yes. Okay. But we I'm, could use the I'm same gonna... Steinway and record each part. Because <laughs> <laughs> we only have two. <laughs> Between the five of us, though. Each each of us have ten fingers, so there's fifty fingers between the five of us. That's a piano has <laughs> eighty one keys. Brain. We don't need yeah. more than one piano. Yeah, one <laughs> is fine. We That's have all like we, need. we have like thirty one keys to spare. Yeah. So is this like only a chromatic <laughs> song? Like, how is this gonna work? I think we need to let Grant answer the question before we dive into, <laughs> into the five pianos. Um, <laughs> Punk <laughs> actually that's that a good a uh that's a good way to lead into grant because you also <laughs> play piano but in the band you play guitar <laughs> yeah so how did I, you start playing guitar i started when i was seven one day my mom was like 
you want to take guitar lessons? I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I did that. And then in sixth grade, I started at this performing arts school. And that's when I started playing piano. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> I feel like I just told this story recently, but I think the episode I told it on comes out like long after this. It does. Um, yeah. So it's okay. I'll tell it again. Um, <laughs> so I would like take, because my parents both have bases and I would just like take one and pretend that I knew how to play. Um, I was like, yeah, look how great I am. I, I like, I really told myself that I was like, I knew how to play bass and that I was, the, I just made it up. <laughs> there was like, no, there was no technique. There was no rhyme mm-hmm. or reason. I was just kind of like smacking it. Great. A just <laughs> absolute just trendsetter. Um, and then in, in sixth grade, um, I also went to the same performing and fine arts school that Grant did. Um, and they didn't have bass class, uh, but they had guitar class. So my parents, funnily enough, were like, guitar is more useful. You should learn guitar. Don't learn bass, which like that is the actual opposite of everything you hear. Because, like, everybody wants to play guitar because everybody wants to do them shredding solos. But, like, usually people don't want to play bass. So, like, bass players are are more needed. There's Mm -hmm. more, like, demand than there is supply usually. Mm -hmm. But at any rate, it was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to learn how to play guitar because it's the closest thing and I'm 12 and I don't know the difference. Mm -hmm. So did that, but... I just wasn't like satisfied. Yeah. It just didn't really work. And I was like, I really just want to be playing bass. So like eight to ninth grade, it got to the point like where I leveled up enough in the guitar class because they do have like different sections based on Mm -hmm. your skill level that I could pretty much get away with just playing bass and slowly, slowly, slowly kind was able to phase out guitar i really only kept up guitar because like academically to be in the class i had to like Mm -hmm. still play guitar which is fair like in a real life scenario like it's good that i can still play like guitar chords and stuff and i know Mm -hmm. how how a guitar works yeah but yeah that's pretty much how it went down so been playing bass since like eight or ninth grade yeah very nice as I said in our intro, on this podcast, we like to point out how all of the parts of the industry connects. So how do you guys balance being musicians while also being full-time music students? And I guess I just realized Caitlin already graduated. I but... balance, yeah, I balance it by Before. graduating. <laughs> That's a great answer. Later, nerds. <laughs> but Before. Sorry, I'm just laughing about later nerds. <laughs> I think I do it by accident. Um, I'll be super honest because it's like I make this like super detailed schedule for the day and I'm like, I'm going to get all this stuff done. And then it, it doesn't all get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I usually practice really late at night. 
so that the rest of the things are out of the way so I can enjoy singing and not be like I have to write a fucking paper and I'm singing in German (laughs) yeah I don't know that's my I don't have any helpful hints or anything because like everybody works differently everybody has their own schedule but I definitely schedule the shit out of your day like put as much stuff in your day as you possibly can because you'll get more done than you think Mm. You'll get yeah. done like a normal person amount of stuff if you schedule a superhuman amount of things <laughs> for yourself. Like, don't schedule other people's meetings, but like, right, right. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I, uh, I don't schedule everything out because it's almost like my brain can't handle it. Like, if I start mm-hmm. writing down, like, either on a piece of paper or like in Google Calendar or whatever, like, all of the tasks that I must complete today, I get that, like, overwhelmed vibe Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i i don't want it i don't need it in my life um it worked in high school where i just had to do like because i was a cyber school kid like that was how that arts thing worked how we were Mm -hmm. able to do that um i talk about that other places not going to get into it but like i would you know write down the list of assignments that i had to do for the day to like meet the monthly quota or whatever Mm -hmm. but at this point it's like there's so much going on and like for college there it like every class is on a different schedule and it's just mm-hmm. wild so yeah. i definitely agree with the uh practice like ends up being the last thing so that i'm not thinking about everything else mm-hmm. and it's funny because i get jealous of the people who can do the opposite of that and practice sometimes even just for like way longer than I do I mean whether Mm -hmm. like there's also something to be said for like efficient practice you know what I mean quality Mm -hmm. over quantity but to be able to just sit there and be like I have three papers due like in two days but I'll just do this instead I can't I got Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah it's not gonna work and then the practice isn't like efficient anyway and it like mm -mm. yeah I was definitely like pre-graduation. I was definitely the type to be like, uh, I know I have these three things that are all arguably more important than practicing, but like right now I feel like practicing. And so I just, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very much so not good at being like, I have to do this. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm much more like, this is what brain says. Mm-hmm. So I do like what once brain do. Once you've been struck with the inspiration to practice, you just have to practice. Yeah. You can't do anything else. <laughs> and just with generally anything else. Really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's what, if that's what I want to do, it's very hard to get me to do other things. Mm-hmm. I feel that too. Sometimes, I also feel that. sometimes yeah. the brain is like, it's base time and then everything else can wait. It's weird. It's yeah. Sometimes you just have the overwhelming urge to be like, I must sing at the top of my lungs. Right now, I must take my whole self in the cold over to Wolf Hall at nine o'clock at night because I must screech. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then everything else, like nothing else matters. Like, fuck all. <laughs> I'm go. Like, it's or, singing time. <laughs> or then sometimes it's like, wow, I really need to practice the guitar right now, like desperately. But also, it's been a while since I've like gone down the rabbit hole of 14th century France and their political system like (laughs) it literally doesn't matter what it is it's just I don't decide what I do oh man so 
Adrian, how would you say that you balance being a musician while also being a music student? I mean, some of these people here know that that's, I don't, <laughs> I'm not good at the, that balancing, the concept of balancing. Um, <clears throat> but like in a, uh, in an ideal world of mine, it would be, um, and I, I guess I'm sort of kind of committed to this lately. Um, going like through school, having weekly drum lessons, I tended to um, come home, like walk from the bus stop. And then I was just wired to like go play drums. Like right when I got home, that was sort mm-hmm. of the um, uh, relaxation point of yeah. my day. And then I, you know, ate dinner, started homework, all that crap. And um, so I'm I'm still to an extent wired to do so, like depending mm-hmm. on my uh, day-to-day schedule with um, classes. And then, uh, you know, sometimes I miss a couple of days or so. Yeah. Sometimes I'll practice on the set at school, but then like often on the weekends, I just tend to like go hardcore and that's where I mm-hmm. like burst play for like three hours and then I'm like all my limbs are are <laughs> sighing they are tired <laughs> boys <laughs> um yeah so I guess that's sort of my answer <laughs> for me it's like with like balancing homework and like practicing like some it depends like sometimes I prioritize practicing especially mm-hmm. like if it's getting like closer to like a recital or something or if there's like some really hard piece I'm working on Mm -hmm. but I try to like practice every day if like my schedule lets me and like if I can I'll just like hop in like a practice room or like one of like an an open room or something Mm -hmm. when I have like a free hour I try to do that like every time I have that hour if I can yeah but with like schoolwork I don't always like prioritize schoolwork Mm -hmm. but like I, I know I'll get it done. I, ju- I just do. It just happens. Yeah. I just get it done. So I, just I don't, go to I don't bed like... and wake up and it's done. <laughs> when you sleepwalk, do your homework. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Just I wish do I could do your homework so bad that your body like blacks out and then you wake up like 12 hours later in a class and you're like, what just happened? <laughs> Your body like goes on autopilot. It's like this bitch is not doing her homework. <laughs> it just like yeah. takes care of it for you. Yeah, I mean that's just how I like it. It just gets done somehow, mm-hmm. even if it's like ten minutes before the due date. Yeah, it, it, it yeah. gets done. So I don't, I don't worry about it too much. Yeah. It's also like you have to remember to like play your instrument for joy sometimes. Yeah. So sometimes definitely. you go in a practice room and you're like, I'm supposed to sing in Italian. <laughs> but my heart is telling me that it's time to sing paramore <laughs> and sometimes you just have to listen to your heart like not all the yeah. time that's you know not every day you can't sing paramore every day when you have work to do <laughs> but like sometimes you just gotta like give yourself you need to you need to still enjoy music <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely oh i thought of a work music life school balance trick that uh grant absolutely hates and it's already been two days Uh oh. <laughs> thing that i do um so i have been waking up at six in the morning <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. And, um, and it is because so 
long story short, my mom is a real estate agent and the uh, real estate uh, company that she hangs her license under, one of the brokers um, made this like club called the 6 Amers group. So it's mostly real estate agents. I'm like one <laughs> of the only non-agents, but I'm her marketing mm-hmm. manager. So I'm allowed to be in the club. So <laughs> you like three days a week, there's like a question of the day and you answer it um, in Facebook workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always, and he posts like, you know, an inspirational video and you all read the same book every month. That's like, you know, about bettering yourself, bettering your business, bettering your career, being a good entrepreneur, da da da. And then two times a week, you do a Zoom call with everybody. And like, he often has like guest speakers and shit, kind of like this, where like they talk about their career and like how they how they uh, do good at things. And then, yeah. and he always starts it off with this one girl who does a guided meditation because she's also a yoga instructor. Mm-hmm. And like thinking about it the night before, and then when your alarm goes off, it doesn't feel great. But like, Mm -hmm. weirdly enough, the moment you get your ass out of your bed, it feels great. I don't know why, but like, I'm still awake. And I, I, I got off caffeine over winter break. I was like, yeet. And I just stopped (laughs) drinking caffeine. I just drank decaf coffee. I Mm. have loved myself enough over the years (laughs) that my brain tastes coffee and thinks awake. Yeah. That's my tip. Wake up early. Even if it feels wrong, do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Grant is shaking his head no. <laughs> but the biggest piece of advice they give you is, is for them, it's like when you wake up, don't start working on your CRM or your emails or like your calls or whatever, like, you know, real estate shit. Right. When you wake up, don't be like, oh, I'll like do homework, like write a paper mm-hmm. or I'm going to try to practice this early. Do something for yourself, like yeah. read or do yoga or draw yeah. a picture practice for fun you know whatever <laughs> don't get up and start working <laughs> yeah you gotta ease yourself into it a little bit yeah maybe i should do that because my roommate gets up at eight and she gets mad at me when i'm like no yeah. <laughs> it's too early <laughs> do what i do for myself in the morning is uh sleep <laughs> what i do for myself in the morning is go back to sleep <laughs> i wake up look at the clock and i'm like you know what you've earned this and then just go back to sleep. <laughs> exactly so a little change of pace here what do you guys think about the music industry right now and if you've listened to this podcast before and i know all of you know but you can either talk about covid or not talk about it it's fine Oh, being asked this question is much different than asking this question. (laughs) I know. I mean, one thing that like professors and you hear people in panels say that we talked about, I think like before we started recording, maybe after, not sure. Um, The industry is very, and this is a gross word, I'm sorry, Mm. incestuous. I don't, is there a better word? Please tell me there's a better one. Well, you have to explain what you're talking about before I can give you a better word. (laughs) Okay. So like everybody on this call is in, like we're all in multiple things together. So Mm -hmm. everybody who works on this podcast is on this call. And then five of us who are on this call are in Violet Fire. Mm -hmm. Two of us who are on this call are in Witch Weather. (laughs) everybody who's on this call is working on screaming daisies did i miss any of the things that we do i don't think so 
Yeah. So like stuff like that. And that's just like, that's just us. That's on the very mm. like micro. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's, it's always, it's not like I never like didn't believe our professors when they would talk about that, but mm. it's different when you just experience it yourself. It's almost advice, honestly. Find mm-hmm. people who are good at things. Find people who you your personalities click, who you do art good with. And then everything you feel like doing, just ask those same people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because I mean, people can be as good as they want at something. They could be the best whatever that you need. But if you don't fucking like them, <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's not going to work. Like You can't make art with people you don't like or with people you're competing with. Mm-hmm. You can't make art with someone who you feel the need to compete with. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and I think that happens a lot at the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So you're like, like, you know, I don't feel the need to compete with anybody in this band because we're all good at different things and we all work as a unit. But sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, God, <laughs> I wish I could <laughs> sing like that person. And maybe you don't work with that person. Because in your brain, it's a competition. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially like, I don't know, I feel like having being a part of projects with people that you like is especially important at this very specific point in history and will hopefully be completely irrelevant again in like four more months. But um, I don't know, during like COVID and stuff, it's, you know, all you have is the other members of your band. You're not going to go play live and then not talk to right. them for another two weeks. Like, <laughs> right. All you have is your band members really at this point. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe when live shows happen again and everything opens back up, which I really hope is soon because mm-hmm. it's driving me crazy. But, um, yep. Yep. you know, you can, everyone can go back to hating the, each other's bandmates and not talking <laughs> to each other. But, uh, <laughs> hey, well, no. For right now, <laughs> as soon as we're out of lockdown, I'm not talking to any of you ever again. <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoy being in both of these bands, but it's uh, definitely very important to like your band members. I know if yeah, we didn't like each other, sure. it would be hard because we're in Zoom meetings, which are fucking insufferable with people who you know, sure. even you do like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. talk to each other about making an EP, which is like, you're not together. So then it just feels hard. <laughs> so mm-hmm. It's like, you have to like people <laughs> that you work with. Yeah, for sure. Because the process of creating anything, like bringing a song out of your head and making it exist, it's just so hard. You have to trust yeah. people. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Especially when you write the lyrics, because you have to be like, this made me sad here. <laughs> or this made me whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's Here's why you just don't tell anyone the lyrics until it's already been recorded. <laughs> yeah, Caitlin did that. It was really cool and fun. <laughs> No, actually, I didn't give a shit. She was like, hope you all write, like the lyrics. And I was like, yeah, we good. <laughs> what happens with Violet Fire for people who are not in the rehearsal room, which is everybody listening to this, is that they can't hear what I'm writing until I read oh, it to them. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes I, I have worked on an idea for like an hour. <laughs> and when I read it to them, they're like, oh, my God. And <laughs> <laughs> one time I read you lyrics, you guys were like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's fair. That was, that was a little, I went a little off the deep end. <laughs> I crank those poor speakers on, right up until like <laughs> the very like hairpin mark. 
before it'll start <laughs> squealing. And mm. we try to keep amp volume to a minimum, but we can't yep. do shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're just loud. We're so we loud. all wear earplugs. Like, it's just yeah. rough. Yes. We yes, wear earplugs. Yeah. Yes. Always. Always wear earplugs. If you're a baby yes. musician, wear your earplugs. Yeah. yeah if you're not a baby musician, like wear also your wear your earplugs. Yes. Like I assume 99.9% of the people listening to this podcast are probably not literal babies. Please wear earplugs. <laughs> I know whether you're a baby or not, wear earplugs. I didn't wear earplugs for the first semester of like the rock band class. Mm-hmm. And they, we finished playing a song and the teacher asked me a question and I did not hear. Yeah. <laughs> he had to like yeah. wave me down and be like, was that tempo okay? And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Hearing damage is not cool. It's not cool. Wear your earplugs. <laughs> yeah. You need your ears. Yeah. That's another yeah. thing about the music industry that's kind of like a little gross is that like eventually you will just lose your hearing. Like even if you mm-hmm. wear your monitors, even if you do everything right, you're gonna damage your ears because it's loud yeah Mm -hmm. like but you can do everything you can to not damage your ears before you're like 60 yeah (laughs) yeah because at that point your hearing starts going anyway so it's kind of like six to one half dozen to the other like (laughs) yeah whatever at this point i can get hearing aids and hope that it uh, (laughs) hope that it works yeah (laughs) You know what's wild is I have heard that there are bands like who are already like famous and shit uh, that they like don't hang out like they're not friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like maybe that, not that like I don't think they necessarily like hate each other because obviously like the band is still together like they didn't break up like you hear that right. stuff all the time like you know right. they got in a fight and they broke up or they argued mm-hmm. about percentages and royalties and da 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 but like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's people that just, like, don't talk. And I guess, like, maybe they did in the beginning. Like, they were always hanging out and whatnot. And then they got to be adults and they were like, yeah, see you in three years when we tour again. Like, I, I, that's <laughs> wild to me. Yeah. If that ever happens, we should just stop being a band. <laughs> <laughs> did Adrian or Grant have any um, anything to say about what you think about the music industry right now? I think it's an interesting time um Mm -hmm. it can be like really good and rewarding but it can also be detrimental and i've seen a lot of examples of um artists pumping out more music than they would in a normal um yeah situation and i think that's good that they're not uh taking lockdown taking quarantine as like a break from life but more like a, a chance to slow down i guess mm-hmm. and then yeah you know work on your craft so i think that's good but then you know on the other side um i'm sure a lot of people are struggling with um lack of inspiration productivity um mm-hmm. but uh yeah so it's it's good and bad yeah, yeah. Adrian said I think it's definitely an interesting time like I think it's good in some respects like there's it's like different opportunities now with like doing like live streams mm-hmm. like we did last semester <clears throat> with the basement dwellers and like I don't know being on like TikTok and like stuff like that where like just more people are on their phones and like just looking at their screens 
24 7 now than probably like ever <laughs> yeah yeah so it's a good opportunity to like like get out there online at the moment yeah. but it's also like really saturated too online and there's no other really like outlet to go to and like promote yourself besides right. that at the moment so yeah yeah the oversaturation is real mm-hmm. another it's... thing i noticed that kind of goes along with that is that the surprise release is like back because i know like when yeah. they dropped the self-titled everybody was like you can't just not promote an album and then she <laughs> did that for like a while that was her thing mm-hmm. and then people started catching up to it like i think ariana grande put out two surprise albums taylor swift put out two like people like rappers like doja cat and i think it's saudi whatever i think that's her name they just like drop things mm-hmm. i think it's also like it's like a covid thing and it's like something that was happening in the industry yeah but i think a lot of the promotion was like going on talk shows and playing sets and doing this and doing right. that and people are kind of like well everybody's on their phone anyway yeah definitely <laughs> like that kind of thing always like and you can you can keep this in the episode or take it out i don't care but like mm. those that always kind of infuriates me it's <laughs> like like i get that they're super famous and super popular but it's like they just release an album without telling anyone and it becomes like the most popular album on the planet and then i'm like for months and months and months trying to get like three people to listen to the ep and it's yeah like, uh, hey we yeah. have like how many listeners it's okay <laughs> it'll be fine i know it does it does add... feel like the punch in the face sometimes you're like god mm. these fuckers are putting out music that is like in my opinion not even well thought out sometimes and they're mm. just like throwing things together and you're like man i wish i could get 12 people to listen to me <laughs> like, like yeah. that's another thing where it's like if, if live shows were a thing it would i feel like we could so much easier get a following and get people to listen mm, it's right. just so there's, so so infuriating with that pros and cons being able to play both. live and being able to like truly promote yourself in a way where mm-hmm. you know people are listening and interacting especially with the genres that like most of us work in like you know this podcast specifically is about violet fire we've also mentioned witch weather those you know, both of those subsets of like rock punk grunge that we sit in, like just do so well with live shows. Like, yeah, the community definitely. is still out there. The community right. is, of course, online too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everybody has Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and whatnot. But those those people really do be out here like going to shows. Yeah, people definitely. listen to that stuff. Definitely. Especially like little, you know, basement shows with mixed spills. Like that's really, mm. and it's also like that's what we love. Yeah, to play live shows for live, you know, real breathing people. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> as opposed to like robots or something. <laughs> like it's it's hard to like want to go on TikTok and be like, I'm gonna sing into the virtual void mm-hmm. when you you know what you're missing. But it's like it's kind of like a cycle like you get over it and you're like all right I'm gonna be good at social media and then you're like social media sucks I just want to be a real person again and then you're like all right yeah. I gotta be good at social media like it's a little like <laughs> vicious. right can I just say that Caitlin made the funniest TikTok that I have ever <laughs> so seen funny. oh my god <laughs> go follow at witch weather and violet fire on yeah on TikTok 
and on Instagram, <laughs> and Instagram. there's some underscores and shit in there, but like you'll find us. It's fine. At Violet yeah, underscore fire underscore. All, yes. all credit, the credit to we the can... editing for that TikTok was Mickey. That was that was very much a collaborative effort. <laughs> so so, solid. Uh, that was awesome. You you gotta see it. Like I don't want to spoil it, but like she's playing guitar. The zooms are yeah. impeccable, and there's there's a there's a guest in the video, yeah. and you'll never guess what type of guest, <laughs> and you'll yeah. never guess where that guest is sitting. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. So it's awesome. They're <laughs> shifting gears a little bit. Um. We're going to talk about the shut up and let me do it moment. And for those yes. that have not listened to the podcast before um, in this industry, I feel like there's often a moment of unexpected validation when you realize how much you've grown. And so here on Backbeat Conversations, we call that our shut up and let me do it moment. So can you guys tell me about your shut up and let me do it moment? Can I do two and keep them brief? Because they're both yeah. brief stories. Okay. Yeah. So while everybody's having to think... Because I actually did think about this previously because I knew you were going to ask me this. <laughs> so the first one is like a very specific moment. We were in a studio session with like a guitarist or something. Like my freshman year, which was last year. Mm. And I was talking to Julianne about how I was sad that her band had, you know, become not a band anymore. Right, right. And she looked me right in my eyeballs and said something to the effect of, well, yeah, but I want to start a band with you. (laughs) And I was like, oh, because I was a small freshman. And I was like, me, I'm not good at anything. I don't know fuck all about anything. (laughs) And I was like, oh, cool. That was like really validating that this upperclassman that I like a little bit looked up to but that was my first moment. I was like, ah, other people like me, question mark. <laughs> and then the second moment was we were practicing for the Basement Dwellers thing. And we were playing a song that I will refuse to play ever again. And it was called oh. I'm on Fire by Hailstorm. <laughs> and <laughs> it's deceptively difficult. And we were all having the hardest time with it. And on the first run through of the song, I wrecked my voice. Destroyed it. <laughs> I have never fucked up a song that bad before where I physically hurt myself. <laughs> but I left because I was like, fuck, <laughs> what did I do to myself? But the shut up and let me do it moment was that I came back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Alex. came back and I was like, Angelina, I was like, are you okay? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to whisper sing. But I was like embarrassed. I wanted to not come back. Mm. But I came back. Yeah. Awesome. Shut up and let me do it moment. <laughs> That's a pretty good one, yeah. Yeah. That was a whole band shut up and let me do it moment because we learned that in like four <laughs> days. <laughs> oh my god. That basement dwellers in general was just an entire shut, shut up. up. Let me do yeah. Moment. Agreed. Even for myself, agreed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anybody have any individual personal shut up and let me do it moments they would like to share? So I was in limbo and uh, I was trying to like start some start some new musical projects. Uh, it ended up evolving into what is now Violet Fire, which I'm very happy about. Ooh. But someone uh, who I knew said something mm-hmm. kind of like disparaging, oh. <laughs> which was not not ideal, not nice. And in mm-hmm. that moment, uh, that was like the the shut up and let me do it moment. Like mm-hmm. that's really the best way to describe it. I was like. 
nah, fam. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Remember when Julianne told me that, and I was like, "Yeah, motherfucker, you're lucky." Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Who else needs to do their shut up and let me do it moment? I yeah, mean, one Grant. Grant wrote Hera. Basically, that was your brainchild. He didn't Probably, write the chorus. I mean, yeah, Caitlin, Caitlin wrote the. Wrote the yeah, but that was your. But your idea was, I want to do the riff based song. Oh yeah, yeah. That was the first song we all like sat together and wrote. And Grant was like, "I have this idea." Yeah. Oh, I I have. I'm not giving. I'm not telling Grant what his shut up and let me do it. <laughs> like that. That's a good one for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I didn't think that was like a shut up and let me do it moment because you guys were like, "Yeah, let's do that." <laughs> <laughs> well, you were well, the one telling you not to. <laughs> You're the one that was like, "I want to do this." Like, shut up. I'm doing this. And they were like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> so maybe really go like this, is grant the first person we've encountered that doesn't have shut up and let me do it moment energy maybe yeah i don't know i feel like we've had one more person be like i don't want to answer that question can we retroactively make hera a shut up and let me do it moment yeah by saying no stop grant we're not <laughs> no grant write a riff-based song and- don't have that idea. well this, there doesn't have to be opposition for it to be a shut up and let me do it moment That's yeah true. it's just you like standing up stepping up to the plate and realizing like yes i can do this in that case uh my shut up and let me do it moment for this episode is when everyone was like right do a punk thing and i was like okay and then i wrote rather quick boy that's that's my moment that song is an absolute bop that is a good moment because we we threw that on caitlin like at the end of a big Mm. sad zoom band meeting because Mm. uh we formed the band and then covid said goodbye go home Mm. so we had zero percent music and not knowing how to like write remotely we were like who writes in their house alone all the time caitlin <laughs> so we were like, Caitlin, please provide a punk guitar riff. And oh boy, did she provide. <laughs> oh yeah, she boy. gave us a riff and we were like, don't touch it. Leave it that way. <laughs> Adrian. Adrian. Um, yeah, I actually sort of have two in mind. Um, okay. Okay, the first one's personal. The second one is going to be like Hera self promo. Um, <laughs> so um, the first one is. Um, so every year for um with who was teaching me from mm-hmm. when i was 11 till uh, i came to york um he always does like a student recital and um it's usually like in the the spring <laughs> <laughs> so like i would always challenge myself and write like a drum solo um mm-hmm. because most people and this isn't like downplaying the other students um because anyone taught by him, um, mm-hmm. they're in good hands. Most of them would like play to music. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was like, I kind of want to like focus on like thinking outside the box and just mm-hmm. making some weird solo. And I'd be like, how about this part in 5-4? And then it goes into something in 7-8. And then it goes into something in 4-4. Four, four. Then 3-4. Yeah. And then so I just jump everywhere. And anyway. There was, I can't remember which year. It, it was either eighth or ninth grade. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like hated what I had written, but I was like, mm. well, it's this weekend. What am I going to do? 
and then the day before i was just like practicing and then there was a bit where i was like okay this one i like but i can barely Mm -hmm. play it and i kept messing it up so then i like i just got angry at the set and like aggressively just hit it and then i was like wait those random nonsensical hits actually sounded good so then (laughs) i looped this thing and then i rewrote like almost the entire solo and played it the next day and i was like that was like my little speck of like confidence in this whole solo thing that i was not like too impressed with but it was sort of like i just had to be satisfied so then it uh you know like the end result wasn't perfect because i had Mm -hmm. like 12 hours to perfect it yeah (laughs) um yeah okay and then number two um Mm -hmm. with Hera, we were um when we were writing it we were trying to figure out like what the bridge would be like and Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure like julianne had like a a spark of like an idea and I just kept like looping that in my head, in my in my little bubble. And I was like, what if I play it? Spoilers for those who haven't heard it yet. Um, <laughs> there's like the breakdown. I was like, what if I go in double time? Because most of the song I'm like sort of playing in halftime, mm-hmm. sort of like the slow headbanging type. And I was like, what if I do it in double time? And it, it, at half of me was like, this is really cocky of me because I know very well I can barely, if that, play it. And then I was, <laughs> the co- cocky part of me was like, you know what, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it well. Yeah. And then another, the extra half of me, because I have three halves, was like, um, you can't do this, <laughs> but you're going to have to do it because you committed it. Everyone likes it. Um, yeah. End of story. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So Adrian will cool. sit behind the drums. Like, you can't even see him. And we'll all be, like, fucking around. And then Julianne will be like, or someone, usually Julianne will be like, Adrian, you got something? And he'll be like, yeah. And then pull out a ridiculous <laughs> drum thing. <laughs> he just sits and absorbs. And then he's like, he's like powering up. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, drum time. <laughs> yeah, we're like talking about whatever we're writing. And it's like Adrian has selective hearing. Like, all the good <laughs> ideas that come out of us, he's just mm. sitting there and collecting them all. All the bad <laughs> ideas, he shunned them. He never heard them. He was unaware of their presence. <laughs> so, that actually leads perfectly into my next question which is about your new song, which comes out on the day this podcast is released, called Hera. So what was the process like writing and recording Hera? Well, let me do it. Let me answer. I love talking about this song. (laughs) (laughs) So Grant was like, I think what happened was Grant was like, I have this idea for a riff-based song. Like, I like the idea of this. And we were like, okay. And we were noodling, like, Mm -hmm. around and Caitlin was playing the the do 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 and Julia and I were like stop play that again <laughs> what is that and then I think we built the song around that we built the song around the chorus because we were like we must have that chorus either that or the riff that Grant <laughs> walked in with because he walked in with the verse riff he had it yes. already no I I made that up I I just like hummed a melody in the rehearsal room and i was like how's this sound you're, oh you really we're like let's do that <laughs> it was probably like oh, midnight too because yeah it only 
practice on like Monday at 10 to like 10 to 1 a.m. So we're all like wired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our rehearsal right. times are epic. <laughs> we're all like, woo, fuck yeah. And then at like 1 a.m., we're all like, God, I could use like some sleep. <laughs> yeah. Like our, little- <laughs> uh, our wonderful, amazing manager, Mickey, who we mentioned earlier, had to call us out too because. Uh, we rehearsed so late at night that we're just like, that sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah. and, and he had to be fun. like, you guys, you need to stop going with like the first idea and then like <laughs> not changing it. And Yeah. <laughs> we did actually workshop that song a lot. Like we had the ideas and we limped through it a couple of times that first time. Yeah. And the, the, the oddly aggressive chorus words all came to me in a chunk. Like, I've never just been standing somewhere and been like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's the chorus. Like, and yeah. then they couldn't hear, so they didn't know what I had done <laughs> until the end. I feel like so it was, it was kind of implied oh, that the lyrics were aggressive, though. Yes. Like, if you I, did some very nice, like, happy, fun lyrics, I feel like it might have been a little out of place. Yes. We did write, and like none of us were angry or anything. Like, because I feel like a lot of times when people write angry songs, they go in and they're like, "This is pissing me off," or like, "I feel this way." But we were just like vibing, and I was like, "Female revenge." (laughs) 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 I feel like that's. I don't want to sidetrack us. Try sidetrack us too much. And again, we don't have to keep this in the episode. But I just feel like that's. <laughs> that's the vibe is like we write something where we're like that's cool and then you write either about murder or about <laughs> extreme anger and it's like are you fair, okay? we have only <laughs> written two songs <laughs> no three i wrote that first one by myself though no we have io oh yeah we do have io yeah, yeah. i thought you were talking about the other one. Oh yeah no. we do write three io was not angry i was just no. sad <laughs> so two thirds of our songs are murder sad. or angry. <laughs> Women only have three moods: <laughs> sad, murder, or angry. Yes. Uh, but like, does anybody else remember anything about like writing that? Because I feel like that was like a, a special time we had together. About Hera. Yeah. Other than being like delusionally tired. Not really. <laughs> There would be times where we were like, all right, like, okay, so like we've workshopped that riff. That riff mm-hmm. is good. And then we would be like, okay, this the song needs more parts. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin was delusionally noodling. So I would just like stare at Caitlin for like minutes, like mm-hmm. actual minutes. And now I'd be like, Caitlin, stop. <laughs> 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 Caitlin, what did you just do? And she would be like, I don't know. It really was like fate that we were like talking about what we wanted the song to sound like, and Caitlin did that that uh, chorus riff. We were all like, "No, no, stop!" (laughs) And then she remembered it. (laughs) It's rare to to remember an idea when someone fucking interrupts you while you're having it. All right. So moving on to a little bit of a different. topic i guess the question you all have been waiting for what is your favorite food i was expecting a lot more Everyone's <laughs> your answer at once. i don't know okay, one two three go 
<laughs> I've just said mac and cheese multiple times, but literally you asked that question and my brain was like, you know what you need? Mac and cheese. Like, you know what you need right now? Mac and cheese. You know what I might make instead of doing the things that I was supposed to do? Make mac and cheese. Like, yeah. (laughs) Mac and cheese soothes the soul. I think a similar food that is my favorite right now is pierogies. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else, what's your favorite food? I think my favorite food, at least over the holidays, is uh my mom makes uh these nut crescents mm. so it's like wrapped up dough and yeah inside is nuts with like some little is it glaze no no glaze just like sprinkled sugar and nuts yeah i know what you're talking about oh, yeah so flaky and just like yeah not, not too sweet it's like perfect i think i've said palak paneer every single time i've been on this show and i will continue to say that because it's still my favorite food <laughs> and Adrian, I think did you answer? Yeah, I, I said it during all our uh hullabaloo because it was <laughs> but I also said mac and cheese. I'm not mac piggybacking that. There I did go. say that, yeah. Yeah, I think I think I heard you say that also, but that would all right. So next question, which will most inevitably lead to another uh rant or whatnot. Um, what are your life goals? <laughs> For those that couldn't see, Julian just threw up a peace sign. <laughs> my life goal is to be at peace with myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, my life peace goal moment. is to be a teenage TikToker who only exclusively wears streetwear. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's like super mega famous and rich. For um, no reason. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> um, okay, no, I'm kidding. Um, my goal in life is to be a rock star to put it simply um like yeah. we were talking about earlier i want to be famous enough where i can make music not promote shit and just be like <laughs> what's up release. y'all and yeah. uh like you know fucking tweet a picture of a fruit like beyonce did over here and <laughs> and have that be the end of it i want to be that famous um yeah and i also want to you know uh own my own company and shit that's what we were talking about earlier alina mm-hmm. and i are starting an entertainment company with a subsidiary of a record label and then also this podcast under yes. you know the media division i shouldn't say starting like we literally started it um, yeah this is that covid just COVID time doesn't have much use for an entertainment company <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just like hella baby right now it's it's more uh-huh. like us just like helping each other and, and helping yeah. our other friends like with uh with their music and shit so yeah that's super cool yeet side note julian and i should not be left alone in a room together because we create things like podcasts and <laughs> just make whole businesses <laughs> it's so funny though because when i was a freshman or even maybe like a senior in high school i was like in addition to being a rock star. Like the crazy <laughs> things that come out of my, my my brain. In addition to being a rock star, I want to open a record label, but do it differently than what has been done in, in the past. And like, try not to be gross about yeah. it. And like, try to actually like be something that is a positive force in the industry instead of yeah. just like this weird, like vicious cycle that like doesn't really mm-hmm. help anybody except the people right. who own the, you know, whatever. But uh, right, right. That idea kind of like 
died off for me for a while because I didn't know what to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to go about it. I didn't know like when to start it. Um, mm-hmm. But then Elena came along and lo and behold, like she said, don't leave us alone. <laughs> you can't do that because we'll just build more companies. And think of more <laughs> names that have to do with flowers. It's yeah, We were literally in the studio for like 30 minutes and I was like, what should we name? <laughs> um, uh, someone else talked before me. I talked too long. This is a hard question for me. Like, I, mean, I, I, I just want to. I just want to like work in the music industry and, you know, do music all the time. There isn't like. Yeah. It's not so much as like a goal as it is just like a constant action. It's just yeah. I want to do music. It doesn't like matter where I end up as long as I'm doing music. Yeah. yeah. But planning is nice, just to like have <laughs> some sort of goal, <laughs> something to reach for. But uh, that's a goal in itself. It's a broad goal, but it's still a goal. Yeah. 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 I have manic energy, and Grant has live in the moment, peaceful energy. <laughs> Balance. very it's much okay. peaceful energy yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah there you go i have two oddly specific goals and then like a bunch of really like broad goals and mm. the specific goals are this my small goal is i want to be in a room with 100 people who bought tickets to see violet fire and then yeah. i want to be in a room of 100,000 people who bought tickets to see Violet Fire. And those two things are going to happen at wildly different times. <laughs> those are those are the very specific goals. Um, I would like to be the boss, which sounds terrible, like, but not in like a I want power kind of way. But yeah. Uh, I've I talk about Dorothy Carvello a lot, but I'd like to prevent women, especially, but anybody mm-hmm. from going into the industry because they love it and then leaving because it hasn't been kind to them mm-hmm. because that happened a lot and for yeah. for a little bit of context Dorothy Carvello was the first uh female A&R person at many major record labels and she was fired because she wouldn't sit on a male executive's lap um among other things that her boss right. broke her wrist and stuff right yeah, the so man think- who broke her wrist. Sorry, not to cut you off, but this is a fact that I need everybody to know. The man who We're broke her wrist in- is the guy who started the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I believe he is dead now, but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has very sexist, racist, homophobic da 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 history wow. because of this man. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> a lot of people like know who he is or know what he did. That's yeah. what he did. The yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> and he broke Dorothy Carvello's wrist. Wow. <laughs> Which is horrendous. Mm-hmm. I think I want to be the boss because I could never imagine treating another person like that. Yeah. Like to prevent people from being treated like that. And I would like to be very busy and very happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also like to teach some kind of class to teach people how to have fun on stage because I feel like yeah. people don't know how to have fun on stage. That's a goal of mine. <laughs> yeah, those are good goals. And also own companies, but that's kind of already yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have companies be successful. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Good. Anybody else have life goals they would I like hope to share? So. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, my life goal, I don't remember what I said all the other times I've answered this question. And I feel like it's probably no different now. Like my life goal is just to be able to write and perform for a living. <laughs> um, I don't want to get like super famous or whatever, but mm-hmm. I want to get like, you know, I want to, there's a very specific goal or point that I want to get to in the industry and being that I want to get popular in the underground scene and like popular enough to be able to write and make music and like perform for my entire living and not have to make money any other way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't know if I want to get so popular that I'm like in the mainstream, which I don't know if I'm (laughs) anyway, but like, you know, that's not my goal. My goal is more, I want to be well-known and respected within yeah underground scene or within yeah. you know those kinds of scenes that i'm involved in right i don't know i've been sitting here thinking the whole time um i feel like the very general answer is like uh, something in music but then like just something where i'm uh i guess living comfortably like not mm-hmm. struggling like i want to provide for um my kin and all that yeah um and like uh i really uh, honestly like this past year specifically i've like questioned what specific area of the industry Mm -hmm. i want to be in um because i always thought i wanted to be uh, producing like my ideal like dream job was to have Mm -hmm. my own um studio and take clients that sort of thing but um I mean, I know I'd be content in other areas, so I'm not, like, quite sure right now where it is, like, I feel yeah. like I'm meant to be, mm-hmm. which, because it was, like, this past year opened my eyes that I don't know if I'm meant to be, like, the producer yeah. boy or what, so, um, right. yeah, it's just another question mark in my life, but that's okay. Yeah. I know it's music, though. That's, that's yeah, the, good. the general idea. Like, I know I'm in the right major i just right, don't know right. where i want to end up yet yeah and that's okay yeah. you don't have be to be quietly know. hoping that adrian's where he's supposed to be is on stage with me in violet fire <laughs> heck yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i think we're all gonna be in multiple places and that is yes. okay yeah as long as there's a little place for us to be together yeah so i think we have one more time for one more question so what is and this is maybe a loaded question probably but what is your favorite album i actually <laughs> have an answer to this in the spirit the of this podcast i'm gonna list 12 albums <laughs> yes perfect we could do 14 because our single comes out on february 14th <laughs> oh. comes out on february 14th which should be the day that this podcast episode is released so go listen yeah. to it right now yes so favorite albums um, all right i have two okay my first my favorite album let's start with my second favorite my second favorite album is oh god i have three okay my third favorite album <laughs> is lemonade by beyonce okay because it's so well made and it tells such a great story um yeah i love that she took um what could have been a very vindictive album and was like i'm going to make it more emotionally deep than that yeah and then i like um 
I think it's called Mass Seduction by St. Mm-hmm. Vincent. That's my second favorite album because her thing is that if a guitar sounds like a guitar, it's boring, which I don't agree mm-hmm. with, but I think that's an interesting idea. So she adds like crazy shit to her guitars and she does it mm-hmm. live too. Yeah. And then my first favorite album is going to be a surprise to nobody. And it is Art Pop by Lady Gaga <laughs> <laughs> because that was my first concert. And that was the first like Lady Gaga album that was like mine, like the one that came out when I was like 13. Yeah. And, and like, because I was too little for Born This Way, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And the fame, I was like nine when that came out. <laughs> but Art Pop was like my album. And I was even more protective of it. Super like, it's bad. And I was like, no, the fuck it's not. <laughs> I will go with Like a Prayer by Madonna and uh, Plastic Hearts by Miley Cyrus. Um, which is making me sound very pop music, which is like mm-hmm. not at all very strange. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very rock. Listen, I'm allowed to like more than one thing. Okay, <laughs> no, you're not. Get back in your seat. Just rock <laughs> only. I just like as I said it, I was like, wow, that's like two pop singers. But like, I mean, the Plastic Hearts <laughs> is a rock album, but like the rock yeah. world is like very divided on that yeah um, <laughs> i'm in your corner miley um it's fine <laughs> but yeah for today yeah. those are the favorites <laughs> all right anybody else um can i give a couple yeah. yeah okay um so i would say viva vida or death and all his friends that that's the full title um by coldplay um it's uh it was just like sort of their first really experimental like less like they were trying to just go outside of what they were comfortable with and yeah they wanted to you know throw a curveball at the audience and which is pretty much what they've continued to do since then with every record yeah and um honestly it's like a big inspiration as far as like my songwriting less than like Mm -hmm. the sound but more in like the out of box way of Mm -hmm. thinking um so that's one and then i know a lot of people sort of like roll their eyes at imagine dragons but like their smoke and mirrors record i think is like top notch like definitely their best record because it's Mm -hmm. like they produced it themselves in a studio they built which i think is cool right there yeah Um, and uh it's more like rock and less like like it was their one album that didn't chart and it's like Uh for a reason because it's not like they're what everyone is rolls their eyes at and Mm -hmm. i don't know and then it was just the timing that it came out it just sort of resonated with me like as an emotional teenage boy yeah (laughs) because it was just sort of like very angry and uncertain and sad and like Mm -hmm you know is my religious belief like real is like Mm -hmm. this thing that happened to me like i'm so sorry but i'm screaming it at you Mm -hmm. that that's that's a good song on the record i'm so sorry um and then um i'm gonna say immunity by claro because um she was sort of like the uh gateway drug into like 20 female artists i've gotten into in the past few Mm -hmm. years because like i wasn't like deliberately like a listener of like mostly like guy singers it was just like mm-hmm. that's just who i happened to listen to and then i was like right. female singers so i was like claro billy eilish uh japanese breakfast all these artists that 
you know female singers and Mm -hmm. now like i feel like most of what i listened to last year was like female artists and i was like yeah i feel good about this so like yeah yeah she was sort of like the starting point there and that's just a solid record like i feel like for a debut album for such a young artist that was like an impressive feat because normally it's like a lot of Mm -hmm. times the starting point they're like sophomore like their next record after that seems to be like next level but like this is already like top tier like i'm curious how she tops it with her next record yeah yeah so immunity by clara that's those are the yeah i'm done (laughs) those are my answers (laughs) i also grew up like listening to coldplay and like Mm -hmm. viva la vida was like a I just like listen to that on repeat in the car for mm-hmm. my parents like for a while. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like once I got to like middle school, I think. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't really listen to the Beatles before then, but some of my friends introduced me to them to them, yeah. weirdly enough. Um after that I just like listened to them a, a ton. And like even in like my one class. Uh, we were allowed to like put on like music if we wanted. They had Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, so I just put that on like every single yeah. class. <laughs> so, so probably probably that album is one of my favorites. And, mm. Yeah. And last but not least, hopefully this isn't too many albums. But first off, the best album or EP I guess that's been released ever, 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 ever is this cool EP called New Moon by this really cool band called Um, I second this statement. I third it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) uh, And then lately I've been listening to a lot of an album called Ursa Minor by Nana Grizzle and We Cool by Jeff Rosenstock. Those are both very good albums. And uh, there's uh, Queen of Rockledge by a band called Middle Kid. They're like a very local band. And the place that I'm originally from, there's really like zero kind of music scene. There's mm-hmm. only really a few bands that I can think of that would I would say is like, yeah, they're part of that scene. Right. Um, but Middle Kid is like, I will never not take an opportunity to talk about how good Middle Kid is and how much more their music deserves because they're really, really good. So uh it's yeah. not to be confused with Middle Kids uh, with an S. That's an Australian <laughs> band. Middle Kid is a very, One very child. good band. And I really, really like them. <laughs> and their album, Queen of Rockledge, is really awesome. I forgot oh, one. Fun. I left one off my thing. Mm-hmm. In terms of learning to write lyrics that don't suck, Manic by Halsey was like a masterclass in writing lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I know I literally named like four top ten billboard albums but like that's mm-hmm. what i listen to yeah i, I listen to dance okay. pop and i sing in a rock band yeah. <laughs> i apologize for nothing <laughs> all right so before we sign off today is there anything that anybody wanted to say that we did not touch on i Any... love every single member of this band and i'm so excited to release our first song together which is called hair and it comes out on the day this podcast comes out Yay. <laughs> i'm gonna demand that everybody listening to this does multiple things demand number one 
Listen to New Moon by Witchweather. Demand number two, promote New Moon by Witchweather. Demand number three, listen to Hera by Violet Fire. Demand number four, promote Hera by Violet Fire. Demand number five, listen to more episodes of this podcast and promote this podcast. Send your friends links to all of these things. Make your friends listen to all of these things. Pro tip, when you don't have time to listen to things, let them play on your phone but mute the volume. Mm-hmm. Pro tip. Pro tip. Demand number six. If these five demands are not met, they will keep <laughs> growing. <laughs> Correct. Every podcast, you will have more demands. <laughs> on like a little bit of a serious note, if you're single on Valentine's Day, or if you hate your partner, which I would recommend breaking up with them, um, <laughs> yeah. you should listen to Hera by Violet Fire. And if you're happily in a relationship and you love your partner, you should still listen to Hera by Violet Fire. <laughs> would you guys also like to drop your social media tags oh, oh, baby. For, the, for the listeners? So Violet Fire on Instagram is Violet underscore fire underscore and... If you search Violet Fire on Facebook, we have a Facebook page. And for TikTok, it's the mm. same. Violet underscore fire underscore Twitter. Violet underscore fire underscore for Twitter. Nice. Um, we should probably give out our personals too, I guess. Yeah, go for it. I'm Julianne Francis on everything, but there's various underscores. On Twitter, it's at the end. So Julianne Francis underscore on tiktok i have none luckily on instagram oh on instagram do i actually have none now yeah i don't have to have them on instagram anymore oh oh yeah which other uh underscore which like witches that wear a hat magic witches underscore which underscore weather like the weather outside underscore yes which weather we're fans would anybody else like to drop their socials? So on TikTok and Instagram, I'm Musician Mahoney, and Mahoney is spelled M-A-H-O-N-E-Y. And also, because I know that this was confusing, I am Elena Henry. But for the purpose of Violet what? Fire, I have a stage name, which is Stacey Mahoney. <laughs> <laughs> Are so, you trying to tell me you've been too? <laughs> you've been the same person this whole time? I, it's, a, it's, you know, I'm sorry to spring this on you. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's upsetting. <laughs> My Twitter is not. Oh, oh back to conversation socials. Oh, holy shit. Wow. <laughs> listening to the podcast. Dude. I know, but I'm still going to do it. <laughs> we're at Backbeat Conversations. And on TikTok, we're at Backbeat Podcast People. If you want to laugh at the dumb shit we do on TikTok, please. Honestly, all of our TikToks are fire. Every single one of these TikToks account, hilarious. Yeah, on yeah. Instagram and Facebook, it's uh, back, Backbeat Conversations. And on Twitter, I think it comes up if you search that, but like the actual handle is Backbeat C. And on TikTok, we're Backbeat Podcast People because it wouldn't let me use Backbeat Conversations. That's mm-hmm. super weird. <laughs> I'll give mine because at some point I will release my own music. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's uh, Instagram um, at a drumpus hane um i like play on words so i combine my name with the word rumpus um <laughs> there's a story behind it and that is for another time um so a d rumpus hane h-a-i-n yes that's that's me 
and on Twitter, but I mean, man, Instagram. Yeah, my Twitter is irrelevant. Please don't follow my Twitter. All I do is talk about <laughs> <Gaga>. Can confirm. <laughs> and tweet dumb things at Julian. <laughs> hey, Mickey. Hi, Mickey. Hi, Mickey. Oh, that's our manager. Mickey, come say hi. Mickey? That's our fearless manager, Mickey, who, like, we're all like, yeah, we have ideas. Mickey's like, okay, we have to be serious. And we have to do, we have to have ideas that are like manageable, like ideas we can mm-hmm. actually do. And we're like, let's go on tour. And Mickey's like, no one knows who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and we love that. Always got to have a manager to make sure you don't do dumb shit with your life. <laughs> My personal Instagram account is just Caitlin.autumn. Um, K A I T. What L Y N N is how you spell the that because it's a weird spelling. Um, mm-hmm. I think literally all of my other social media accounts that I use are witch weather accounts. So uh, if you yeah, want specifically me, out. then sorry, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you can't have, get it. You only, that's all you get. <laughs> Mine is uh, at Grantosius on Instagram, but I haven't posted there in like a year, so it's it doesn't matter. <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening to Backbeat Conversations. We put out a new episode every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all streaming platforms. And thank you to Violet Fire for talking with me today. You're welcome while we're all here. (laughs) (laughs) Pre-save Kara on Spotify. Remember your demands. Just listening. Listen to Hera on Spotify. Listen to Hera. By the time this podcast comes out. It won't only be on Spotify. It'll be on like everything. You can you can use it in TikToks. You can listen to it on Amazon Music. You can listen to it on Title. Arguably, you should be listening to Title because they pay better. Arguably, you should be using our songs in TikToks because TikTok pays better than Spotify. So, <laughs> backbeat conversation signing off. into the palm of your hand. Some of my parts without my love, you wouldn't get that far. Ayo, Spaghettos. You like what you hear? Look up Violet Fire on all streaming platforms and Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. This one's called Hera. <laughs>